0: Hey, you guys, I have such a special episode for you today. Before I dive in, I just wanted to give you an update. Our travels as a family were brilliant and wonderful. Wyoming, Idaho, Utah, it was gorgeous. How was your 4th of July? I would love to know. Um, If you are a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I have something for you. I'm not trying to exclude anybody of any other faith, okay? There just happens to be a need. There are no other Facebook groups for postpartum support that are exclusive to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And seeing as I am a member of that church and have been for my whole life and have so much to offer to that specific audience with our own internal battles, I want to invite any of you guys to join my Facebook group. So I will put the link in the show notes, but it's called LDS women postpartum support. So you can go find that on Facebook or just check the show notes of this episode. Okay. Speaking of this episode, I did this session with Jenna, my client who so graciously agreed to share it. The reason I wanted to share it, (laughs) everyone started watching it. So like she was the only one that came to our little group coaching hour. And so a lot of people caught the replay and people were like, this was so good. And everyone was like, I learned so much. And I just thought, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if all of the moms could benefit from this moment, if Jenna is graciously allowing it? And she did. How kind of her. So everyone say, thanks, Jenna. Also, I have to say, I've been wanting and having an itch to put coaching on this podcast and even had a couple requests of people who genuinely like moms who have never heard of coaching and really don't know what it is maybe they've heard of therapy or counseling, but they're like, what's coaching. So I'm so pumped to show you this. I want to thank Jenna again and seriously, just all my amazing clients for being vulnerable with me every day. And Jenna is being vulnerable with all of you as well. So what a gift to all of the postpartum moms. And so in this episode, you're going to hear me coach Jenna. First, what I'm doing at the beginning is I'm reading from our chat in Voxer. So Voxer is an app that I use to give my clients access to me throughout the week in between our sessions. And so Jenna left a bunch of stuff in Voxer and then here we are talking about it. And so I'm reading out what she wrote and then we dive in. We're going to talk about anxiety and how to actually manage it, which Jenna knows previous to this session. And so you just see me reminding her and redirecting her. And that's really all it takes. So many women think that we need to fight anxiety, right? That's our natural response when it shows up postpartum, possibly for the first time in our life. We think we need to fight it and we do kind of fight it. And the problem with that is that it creates resistance, which creates an explosion of more anxiety. And that's where you get panic attacks and real exhaustion that can lead into postpartum depression. And we don't do that on purpose. It's just that it feels so unknown and it can can feel so scary and panicky and threatening. So I get it. So you're gonna hear us talk about anxiety. We're gonna talk about her relationship with herself. And how she feels like that's struggling and how she wants to go about developing that. She's also gonna talk about compassion she has with her past self and like things she's noticed and is starting, she's starting to notice with coaching that she's been doing since childhood, which all of us have things from childhood that carry over into adulthood, you know, when we don't look at our brains. And then last but not least, we're gonna do something really powerful, which is look at her model. So for those who don't know what a model is, you're going to find out in this episode, we're going to look at one thought, which is she's very unpredictable talking about her baby and notice how just looking at this one thought changes everything for Jenna. So I am so excited. And without further ado, thank you again, Jenna. And let's dive in. So you said yesterday was a good day. I'm still processing what you said about thoughts feeling frustrated with circumstances, feeling doubt that I can give to all three kids and myself, really sick of my kids fighting, which is getting worse because they have no outlets right now. I have a lot of really negative thoughts about myself. So let's look at those. Okay. And then we can also look, you said I feel really scared and overwhelmed by having three kids. I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's summer and I'm stressing about how I'm going to get the summer clothes put away, get the winter clothes, keep everything organized. Yeah. So that is your anxiety too. So any point, You're in the future, and you're feeling the panic fast, and it's like doubt. It's like I don't know if I'm going to be able to. What if I'm not going to be able to? I don't know. What if? That's anxiety. Do you see that? Yeah. And I'll just keep pointing out, pointing it out to you because when you're in it, it's hard to like see it. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna start to learn how to recognize it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yay <laughs> which the fun part is though like if you can start recognizing it it can still be there it might still be present but you won't feel at the effect of it so much because you'll be like oh that's not me that's the anxiety like that's not actually necessary that's just my anxiety running trying to protect me that's like the remnants postpartum that's my body and my brain just kind of
1: mm-hmm. yeah you can dismiss it
0: yeah and it's just like you just like allow it to be there it's like okay. You don't have to even fight it or anything. It's just like, once you see that it's anxiety, though, it doesn't feel like you're in it. Right.
1: I was folding the laundry and thinking about all these summer clothes and thinking about all the clothes that I have for them for the winter. And I was stressing about getting the summer clothes put away and the winter clothes out and also make sure that the summer clothes don't end up in garbage bags on the floor, on the floor, stuffed in a closet, because that has happened in the past. Okay, I get it. That's normal. It's okay. But I don't know. I feel super overwhelmed by not being able to stay on top of everything. And I don't know, anxious that it's going to just take over me somehow. Like if the counters aren't cleaned by the end of the day, I feel like it's going to, I don't know, it's like this monster that's going to take over. I don't know. It feels like it's going to hurt me. And I know it's not. Yeah. It's just,
0: it's okay. It's okay if part of you knows it's not. This is real for you right now, right? Right. Okay. So, what would you feel, let's say, if the counters were not clean by the end of the day? What's that feeling that you think you'd feel? I
1: don't, uh, stress isn't a feeling, is it?
0: Stress is a feeling. So, stress. Okay. And what I hear, what I feel like you're saying to us is, I can't feel stress. But like uh, if that would... Maybe? Feels like too much to feel stress?
1: Yes. Yes. It feels
0: like it's going to kill me. Yeah. Why does stress feel like it's going to kill you? The, the emotion. Like, if that emotion was present in your body... Um, I mean, yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, it's hard to separate if it's the feeling that is too much. Or if it's the thoughts about the countertops being dirty, like the catastrophizing, the anxious thoughts that sprout off of that, like, if the countertops are dirty and I can't see them, suddenly I'm thinking about the cupboards that that won't close because there's too much stuff in them and I don't even know what's in that cupboard or you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if it's the feeling that is too much or if it's all these thoughts. and then suddenly, suddenly I feel like everything is spinning out of control and mm-hmm. I we'll, hear you. we'll never see the bedroom floor again, of the, the kid's bedroom floor. Boys okay, are going so, to off.
0: so where you are right now in this chain is, is in the anxiety. Like it's almost like there's a tornado of anxiety. And when you step out and say, oh, look, those thoughts are anxious thoughts, then you're not in the tornado but you were believing and continuing to think the thoughts and following them. And they took you into the anxiety tornado. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. And all that we need to do right now is just notice that that's exactly what was happening. Like you were in the anxiety. That's why it felt like it was going to kill you. Like, Right. It's almost like if you were in the woods and somebody was like dropping breadcrum- breadcrumbs and every time you ate a breadcrumb, you were getting more and more anxious. It's like... That anxiety, each thought is like this anxious breadcrumb. And as you think it, it follows you down a path towards more anxiety.
1: Right. And so that's kind of what we were talking about a few days ago was not believing the thoughts. That's hard for me. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that if that's hard for you, then what we need to do is get better at noticing, like identifying and detecting anxiety thoughts without resisting them. But just being able to be like, oh, wait, that's an anxiety thought.
1: Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. just maybe write it down somewhere.
0: The first thing I always do with clients that I've done with you is help them process emotions. And I feel like you you resisted that and then you were willing to do it. And you tried it. And you even had a couple magic moments where it, it helped you, right? Yes. I'm trying to yeah. remember.
1: Usually it's in situations that I've like, like, like with the kids... Who wouldn't sleep at night and that was really overwhelming and there was a lot of like crazy feelings and I wasn't processing the emotion there was a lot of resistance there the next time it happened it was easier to process and and then it was just a feeling and it was okay and I could have it that's what I'm kind of grappling with right now because it's easier to process feelings in circumstances that I've been in before but I feel like I'm in these circumstances right now every day with these big, big, big feelings. And I've not been in this exact situation before. And it's really hard to just
0: process the feeling and have that same experience. But the reason it's hard, Jenna, is because you're believing the anxiety thoughts, which feel really important. So I have so much compassion. I know this is tricky and it just takes practice because that anxiety's who knows how much longer it'll be in your head, right? And so while it's there, it's just a matter of like, That's why it feels hard to process the emotion is because you're in the thoughts, you're in the tornado. So it feels hard to step out of it and go into your body, which is like, that's the win. Like we are the winner when we can be like, oh, that's the anxiety. And so let me go in and calm my body because this is anxiety happening. So let me go meet it where it is, right? That's easy. But when you're in the tornado, it's super hard. And so... When you're in there, all you have to do is find one thought. And what I think is really helpful, I was just telling another client about this this morning, is putting it on paper in front of me or putting it in Voxer. Okay. So it's out of your brain and you can look at it. And often when you can just see it with your eyes and it's outside of your body, it goes from feeling real to feeling kind of crazy. And you're like, oh, wait, that's anxiety.
1: Right. And I did have that experience when I wrote those things in Voxer today. Um, yeah, tell me. Because I could see it. Yeah, that, it, I mean, and then,
0: I, yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was good. Okay, so what, what did happen? Like, what changed between before you typed out the thought in Boxer and then when you did? What did you, what was that process for you?
1: Well, I think I was seeing what I was writing, or, or I thought I, I was, I was trying to see what I wrote from your perspective at that point. I mean, I, I can't, I can't really because, because you no, know, be. but
0: what's Lizzie gonna say? Like or like, how is she gonna? Yeah, that's helpful. It seems like that was helpful for you.
1: Yes, and then I could see that, I mean that it was just anxiety.
0: Yes. Okay. Why don't you? Why don't you use that some more? Then. Okay. You could ask yourself, what would Lizzie say to, about this thought? And that almost helps you. Like that thought helps you step out of the tornado and look at it as a tornado that it is as the tornado yeah. right? instead okay. of being like, I have to, you know, it's just like, what would Lizzie say? It's like, Hmm, let me evaluate this thought is really what you're saying to yourself. Yeah. That sounds powerful for you. Yes. I think it was. a. How do you feel in your body? Let's check in real quick. Um,
1: I feel tense. Um, I think I always feel tense these days. My muscles are really sore when I get up in the morning. Um, my shoulders are always clear up in my ears. It's not a very good feeling. I, I don't know. I understand that processing emotion is not supposed to make the emotions go away, Mm -hmm. which is hard for me because my body feels pretty awful from
0: anxiety
1: and I want it to
0: go away, so like, that I. What specifically do you want to go away? What feeling, or do you want to go away? I feel like I'm
1: in fight or flight all the time, yeah, and it's exhausting, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel very good. Like my veins, just I don't. It's like that feeling you get when you drink like five fifty ounces of Mountain Dew or something like, just way too much caffeine, and it's
0: except for that you're also tired. I don't know. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is my body's getting tired of this kind of a thing. Yeah. I'm getting like, I'm kind of done with this.
1: I want to be, yeah. I want to feel healthy and okay. And I don't when my blood pressure is still way high and my heart rate, spikes way by in the mornings because the mornings are stressful
0: yeah you want to feel healthy and okay right yeah okay anything else I want to
1: feel peace peace um
0: capable mm-hmm. confidence yeah so good keep going anything else
1: I want to like myself. That's something I've been thinking about a lot. You want
0: to like yourself?
1: Yeah. I, as I've been more mindful of the thoughts and the feelings, I'm noticing how much of it all comes back to my opinion of myself, which I didn't realize, like, mm. I don't hate myself, but I didn't yeah. realize I don't really like myself. I don't trust myself. I don't believe in myself. And that's hard, like, you keep telling me to have compassion for myself, and it's really hard to have compassion when you don't have good feelings or thoughts about yourself, you
0: know? hmm Yeah. So this isn't something that's going to be solved in a day. I want you to think about any relationship you have. It didn't just happen in a day. You weren't just like, I want to love him. I'm going to love him. I want to trust him. Like, it takes time to trust people, Right. Right. Take some time to fall in love. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think the most beautiful part about this, Jenna, is like you actually see this now. Like be, through coaching, you've started to look at your brain and you yourself have noticed a self-correction or something you want to change, which is I don't really like how I feel towards myself. It causes me some problems. It's painful. Mm-hmm. And because you have seen that, like that's gold. That means that you can start to do. Work on that. Because what if you would have never seen that? What if that wasn't in your awareness at all? If that's by yourself, then what? That's,
1: that's when you continue to have avoidant behaviors and yeah. you, you don't feel good inside so you turn on a, a comedy to watch while you do the dishes and, yes. uh, and I was thinking about that too. It's really weird. I feel like I'm going through my whole life and I've, I, I don't know. I just find myself realizing like these avoidant behaviors. I remember, oh. I remember they go clear back to like being eight years old. Like, I don't know. It's just interesting to see, to learn about myself and learn what these behaviors are and what they, what they accomplish for me, like why I do them and how long they've been there. And I don't yeah. know if you getting to know yourself. Yes.
0: I want to offer to you, Jenna, that that is compassion. It's a, it's a level of compassion. It might not be like the same as like, Oh, Jenna, you're so beautiful. Like, but it's also not like, Oh, why am I doing this? Right. You like, you were here to the, Oh, like this is why, why do I do this? And, And maybe you still are there sometimes. And then there's the whole like, Oh, so awesome. Beautiful. And like, I'm amazing. You're like, kind of somewhere right in between right now and but you you have compassion for yourself right yeah curiosity curiosity is compassion it's a form of it right go ahead
1: yeah I I think trying to figure it out and looking in the closets I guess of my mind that I've always Mm -hmm. they're just things that you don't think about that you try not to worry about or think about and you just but taking the time to go into them I can tell that it's I don't know. It's, it's, it feels like self-care in a way. I don't know. (laughs) I have.
0: Keep going. Keep going, Jenna.
1: I don't know. I don't know why it's so hard to communicate right now. Okay. I think you're worked up a little bit. Probably. That's like the constant state of things these
0: days. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What's something that's really relaxing for you?
1: Yoga is wonderful. I've been waiting for, I've been waiting for six weeks so I can do yoga if I can find a time to do yoga.
0: <laughs> um, so remember you talked about that that relationship you want to have with yourself, like you want to trust yourself, you want okay. to believe in yourself, you want to like yourself. That, okay. starts by, that starts by spending time with yourself and for yourself, like yoga. Okay. I just want to to connect that dot for you because I know I know what you you really feel like it's time to start to believe yourself and like yourself and trust yourself you can't do that when you don't take time for yourself now coaching is something that you're doing for you and showing up here is that's that counts okay yeah sounds like yoga would be a nice way to develop that relationship with yourself too yeah I'll
1: have to work that into the routine somewhere. I don't know if it's getting up an hour earlier while Taylor can take care of the baby and Mm -hmm. the kids are bed, Mm -hmm. Something like that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I could have done it without, with just the two big kids because they can go play in their room for 30 minutes. But Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I could do it with a newborn. because She's super unpredictable. Her unpredictability is really unsettling for me. And I'm trying to process that.
0: So let's talk about when you think she's so unpredictable or she's really unpredictable. Is that what you said? Yeah. How does that thought, what does that create in your body? Anxiety, um, fear. Okay. Things that are unpredictable is basically anxiety's playground, right? Yeah. That's where anxiety likes to focus and, and make tornadoes. So this thought, when you think she's really unpredictable, you feel fear. I think there's a
1: root of it is in whether or not I will be able to do the things that I need to do. For me.
0: And I start to feel sort of panic over that. Okay. So I think that's when you feel fear. I think your action is you start to ask, will I be able to do the things I need to do?
1: Right. Kind of a what about me sort of feeling thought. Mm
0: -hmm. And then what's next? Where does your brain go after that? Or what are your actions when you think she's really unpredictable? There's a lot of feelings,
1: just frustration and irritability. And it's about feeling like there's room to breathe and do something that is fulfilling for me, whether that is like yesterday I got the counters clean. Now this isn't just about control. It feels good. I accomplished something that day. That was, that was, that's for me. Like I like to have a clean countertop, not just because of the control, but it just feels good. So doing things like that once or a couple times a day, like when, when I can't get her down for a nap and I've been trying for two hours or three hours and it's been all morning and she's just kind of coming up and down and out of sleep in, in and out of sleep and I've been sitting in the rocking chair or bouncing the baby for that long it starts to feel like sort of like I'm suffocating like I don't know how to keep giving like that does that make sense yeah uh-huh it
0: does make sense So when you think the thought she's really unpredictable, unpredictable, you feel fear and then right. when you're in the emotion of fear what you start to do is you start to worry. Will I be able to get things done? Will I be able to do what I need to do? Right? Yeah. Now I'm going to pause just for a minute the model and just say in boxer, I do think it would be worthwhile for us to take a look at how you are responding to baby because it's possible that we could do a little bit of, I don't know if you want to call it like training or sleep training, but like just leaving her, letting her, not holding her for so long kind of a thing. Right.
1: Establishing different sleep habits.
0: Yeah. And like she gets this much time with mom and then mom goes and does other things. And if she's sad, like you can give her objects, but you don't give her mom. That way mom gets to go live her life and still stay sane and survive. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, we might need to look at that because it is possible that you're just spending inordinate amounts of time holding her and you don't need to be doing that. But for this moment, just since we started this model, you said your action when you feel fear from the thought she's really unpredictable is you start to think in your head, like where your brain goes is, will I be able to do the things I need to do when you feel fear, the fe- sorry, when you feel the fear, it's a tongue twister. Um, are you able to, like, do you feel like this fear when you think she's so, un- she's really unpredictable and you feel that fear, does that make you want to hold her longer? Cause you're trying to like keep her from having an outburst or doing something unpredictable. Do you think that comes into how much you hold her and stuff?
1: I think I feel like I can't do anything at all unless she's sound asleep because that's the only way I'm not going to be interrupted or get halfway through something, which is really frustrating. It's hard to do anything if I'm feeling super anxious that she's going to wake up at any moment or stop playing. I don't know. Get fussy. Okay. Cause what do you feel when she gets fussy or when she wakes up? I mean, it depends on if I've been able to do anything. If I've yesterday, after I cleaned the kitchen and she was awake, I went in and I was happy to see her happy that she was awake.
0: Um, you got to clean the kitchen and that was something you wanted to get done. Right.
1: Right. And, but then on other times, like if i have spent her whole nap time breaking up fights between my other two kids, And she wakes up, I feel just kind of down. Like disappointed, maybe? Yeah, yeah, probably. That's,
0: yeah. Okay. So my question for you is this thought, she's really unpredictable. I want to know how often you find yourself thinking it.
1: All day. Because everything in my life right now feels like it revolves around
0: her. Because... She's unpredictable, right? Yes. Okay. Here's what I want to show you. I'm not saying babies are predictable. Right. Not not. Let's just look at what this creates. What does the thought do for us? What does it create? So number one, this thought creates fear, right? When you think to yourself, she's unpredictable, and you say that sentence and you tell yourself that, whether or not it's true, we know that it creates fear for you. Okay. Right. And then when Jenna feels fear, what you do is you start to worry, will I be able to do the things I need to do? You start to be really careful about nap time and noises, and you spend time putting out fights. And not that you shouldn't, but this is just what your fear kind of drives you to do, okay? So when you feel that fear, it's like, everyone be quiet. like, and, And we're doing things to prevent her maybe waking up or maybe crying or whatever, because we're in fear because of this thought. She's so unpredictable.
1: Right.
0: Sentence in our brain. So another thing you do when you think she's so unpredictable and you feel fear from the thought she's so unpredictable is you also Don't focus on things that you need to get done or things that you want to get done. Now, when you're not, when Jenna is not thinking the thought, she's so unpredictable, Jenna's cleaning the countertops or folding some laundry or doing a few things and she feels happy. But when you think the thought, she's so unpredictable, the fear sort of traps you in this worry zone. And so you're not like, you're not like putting it aside, the fact that she's asleep and forgetting about it and going back to Jenna's day.
1: Right. Do you see that? Yeah,
0: And then also you perceive you perceive everything around you to be at the mercy of your baby. And it's very disempowering and it provokes a lot of fear. Because of this thought, she's so unpredictable. Only right. when, when you're thinking that thought, which you said you're thinking it like, I mean, how many times a day would you say that comes up?
1: A couple hundred, just all day.
0: Mm-hmm. And so the result, when you think the thought a couple hundred times a day, She's so, she's really unpredictable and you feel fear a couple hundred times a day. It makes sense how you're having a hard time coming out of your anxiety and getting, you know, and and actually like getting out of overwhelm or nervousness about her waking up and just getting a few things done for yourself. That makes sense. Makes so much sense. Right? Right. Yeah. The result is like you and your schedule, you become really unpredictable because this fear doesn't allow you to do the things you've planned. And so you become unpredictable because when you're in the fear, you're just like putting out fires and doing whatever to appease her sleeping or whatever.
1: Well, I mean, it feels true. I mean, in the past, I've always done really well once they're on a schedule. Okay, obviously she won't be on the schedule for a long time.
0: (laughs) Okay. But when you, when you think maybe we could think like she can be predictable. She could be predictable. Cause I think another thing you're not doing when you're thinking she's really unpredictable and maybe I'm wrong. So you tell me I'm guessing, but I could be wrong when you think when you're in the thought, especially like all day, on and off that she's unpredictable. Are you tracking how long she's sleeping and when she's eating kind of a thing?
1: Um, not really. Um, mostly just counting diapers, but not really tracking anything. Not really.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'm not an expert on like all things baby. I've had three of them, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I do know that like vaguely even just tracking like when she slept when she eats yes diapers as well and also eating sleeping pooping right awake time that helps you predict right you find her cycles yeah get some data yeah and it makes sense we haven't done that though because this thought she's really unpredictable of course you wouldn't be doing that you're not looking for predictability you're looking for unpredictability right Your, your brain's gathering evidence for how unpredictable she is Yeah, that makes sense. So
1: changing the thought is just making space for a different thought and trying to support it.
0: Changing the thought is seeing first it's doing what we just did. It's seeing what this thought is creating. Right. Mm -hmm. And you just I think you're at that point where you've seen it. You're realizing like, oh, I mean, what are you realizing? What has come up for you? What are you seeing for the first time that maybe you didn't see before with this thought?
1: I think you that there are some assumptions of my life and and the baby and and things that I have made based on the thought that she's unpredictable, but I don't really know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm could be predictable, right? That's what you're saying. What the Yeah. Um if I took more notes made space for the idea that that there are patterns. And you get to a point with a baby where you kind of know what they need or how to get them to sleep and such. And I'm operating on the idea that she's an enigma and kind of like a time bomb and I have no idea what she needs from one minute to the next or how to help her or, but reality is there are those patterns,
0: there are those things and they will come. But why haven't you been seeing that reality? Do you know? I did
1: think that thought yesterday when I was doing the dishes and I said it out loud to myself because I wanted to believe
0: it, but then I forgot about it. Perfect. Well, now you really, you're a lot closer to believing that. I think you actually might actually believe it. Right. Yeah. Because you're starting to see what she's really unpredictable, what that's left you with for the last while. Yeah kept you from doing or being able to look at and create of course babies are unpredictable but that's why we have our brain to watch what they're doing and then we can more or less predict she may not always be right on right Right. but you can predict that she won't always be right on <laughs> so they're so predictable they're actually very predictable if you think about it they always eat, they always pee they always poop and if they don't that's kind of predicted sometimes too. And then you take him to the doctor. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens without the thought. She's so unpredictable. She's really unpredictable.
1: Yeah, I think it gives me a place to build. Um, it's something, it's a hopeful thought, which feels good to believe. It
0: feels good in my body. I think it gives you a lot of power back. And I wonder if it will even help decrease your anxiety. Because I think it's, when you think she's really unpredictable, that's, that's an anxiety-provoking thought. And if you look at this model, when you feel the fear where your brain goes, is in anxiety. You, you start to worry.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah, I think, yeah. I think we just dug up some gold. We did it. The brain of Jenna. We did it. We so did it. Hey. Okay you do it shameless plug shameless plug here but a lot can happen in a longer session right (laughs) seriously yeah thank you hey lizzie here i've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression it's really easy for me so if you're ready to feel better i know the way let's chat on the phone Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple, and I will be calling you soon.